Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The great Sean McDonough of ESPN is brought to you by Catches Law Group, New England's injury pros. Set up a free injury consultation when you visit CatchesLaw.com. Andy joins us on the Harbor One hotline this morning. Hey, Sean. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Well, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, you and I become great friends, and I didn't know that you were an ageist, and uh, <laughs> I discovered that this morning. Uh, nope. I, uh, and, uh, I, I am... and I don't know what's going on. Have there been issues in the relationships within the team there? Because I hear a lot of fake compliments from one to another and back and forth here this morning. Which Yes. That Nothing is fake a, about us, yeah. Sean. That is an under discussed issue one that exists between courtney and 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 curtis i don't know what's going on there's no sincerity in it as we like to say the most important thing in broadcasting and in life is sincerity and as soon as you learn how to fake that Mm -hmm. you're all set and and you guys have not learned how to fake that yet so (laughs) they've been at each other's throats for days wow the two of them you know, um, it's 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 our it's a real it's our first fight, and it's just something. It's uncharted waters for all of us. Yeah. The, the, the tensions are high. Belichick's life. yeah. The fake compliments just add to the tension. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's so fake. A lot I mean, of shade. We're gonna come out stronger on the other side. Nice about you, I'm saying something nice about you, but I really don't like you. That that's the way it yeah. comes across to this listener. A lot of shade um, in here, Sean. A lot of shade. Um, hey, that that game, that national championship game Monday night, didn't go the way Wiggy and Chimes thought it would or wanted it to, but did it go the way you thought it would go? You know, I, I didn't really know. You know, I, I, I thought it was going to be a really good game, and it, it was almost a great game. It never quite got there, but, you know, it was stuck on 2013 for a while, and I thought when Washington had the ball a few times with a chance to go down and tie it, that it might become a great game. You know, I didn't know just because, you know, Michigan had all the great stats, especially defensively, but to me, some of that's always colored by the fact that you know, they play in the Big Ten where there are a lot of pretty anemic offenses. So, you know, are they really that great or is some of the numbers, you know, just a product of who they play in their conference? So, you know, they were really terrific. You know, they Texas has a lot of uh, studs on their defensive line, especially the two tackles. They couldn't affect Michael Penix at all. And Michigan did all night long. I mean, I felt bad for Penix by the end of the night. You know, he was battered and bruised and really off his game. So, I do think if it wasn't for that really poor, kind of crappy uh, offensive holding call against Washington that negated a 32-yard pass play, they would have got down to about the 25-yard line. You know, they had a good chance to make it 20-20, and then it was game on. But uh, congratulations to Michigan. You know, they when you run for 303 yards, you kind of dominate the game in a lot of ways, and they deserve to win. Did Michael Penix Jr. hurt himself where when it comes to where he ends up in the draft? I think so. You know, it's interesting. I was watching one of the draft analysts on ESPN here this morning saying that, you know, J.J. McCarthy's kind of jumped back ahead of Penix, you know. Um, and that's kind of been Penix's season. You know, it's been up and down, not that dramatically. I mean, boy, we all we talked about last week, and you couldn't look better as a quarterback than he did in that game against Texas. And, 
obviously a lot of it guys running open. He had guys running open the other night. I mean, there were several instances where guys were wide open. He just missed them, and it would have been a difference in the game, and it was just the fact that you know, he was getting rattled by the rush. So, yeah, it, it definitely didn't help him. Sean, I think it just exposed the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the difference between what he saw on a week-to-week basis playing in the Pac-12 and then obviously playing against a team from the Big Ten, especially with Michigan's ability to run the football. I mean, Edwards had two carries for, you know, 80 yards, and they were both 40-plus-yard touchdowns, um, which, you know, it you don't really – you're not supposed to do that in a game of that caliber. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the game, Washington on defense was just almost a little too amped up Guys weren't in the right places. I think, you know, you got guys trying to do too much. We've seen that before. TCU was that way in the final game last year against Georgia. I mean, the coaches were screaming at them about uh, just doing their job, to quote the great Bill Belichick. So uh, I think that was a big part of it, you know, um, at the beginning of the game that led to, you know, both of those runs by Edwards. You know, he was trying to go inside. Uh, There was nothing there. He bounced outside, and there was nobody there for Washington. So, and that's not supposed to happen. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun season, really terrific season of college football, you know, despite all of the negative headlines that are there and are going to be there going forward about transfer portal and conference realignment and all that kind of stuff, NIL and blah, blah, blah. Sean, when it comes to Jim Harbaugh, what do you think his future holds? And if it's in the NFL, where do you think he lands? Well, I would think it's the NFL now, especially after winning the other night. I mean, you know, he came back to his alma mater. They were down. You know, it didn't start out as well as many would have liked, as you guys know. I mean, I think he started out 0-5 against Ohio State, didn't win a Big Ten title. But the last three years, to me, are the best three years in the history, three-year span in the modern history of Michigan football. I mean, he's won three Big Ten titles. They beat Ohio State each year. They went to the playoff each year, and, and now they won a national championship which for as much as we think about how great Michigan is, you know, it's their second national championship since 1948. And it's their first one since 1997. And that one they split with Nebraska. So, you know, he's done a remarkable job uh, getting them back to prominence. And, you know, as we were just talking about it, if you could coach in the NFL instead of college football, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, because the NFL, it's really just all about the coaching. It's not about recruiting, transfer portal. Why isn't the kid going to class? Uh, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think he'll go. There would never be a better time to go, especially with some of the lingering NCAA stuff, you know, that may come around next year uh, with the Michigan program. So, and I would think, uh, Courtney, that the best place for him would be the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, with the they have, a, by all accounts, a really good team. They're kind of underachieved, and I do think part of that was the coaching. You know, I used to watch the Chargers with Brandon Staley being the head coach and think, what are they doing, you know? <laughs> and uh, so you got the quarterback. You know, you have Herbert right there already. You know, that's a, obviously it, it helps a lot to, to have success is to have the quarterback. You know, if you go someplace else like Atlanta or Washington or some of those places, they don't have the quarterback that, you know, you can win with. So it would make sense. You know, it's just a matter of uh, – does it work for both sides? But I would think that would be the place for him. Sean, your dad famously broke the news that Bill Parcells was leaving the Patriots. If there is a breakup coming between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, what do you think Robert Kraft, if anything, learned from that experience? Wow. 
a great question. By the way, my dad, uh, yesterday was 21 years that he left us on January 9th, 2003, and always an emotional day, and I appreciate everybody who reached out to me and Aaron and the rest of our family yesterday. It's always touching to us how many uh, people remember dad that way and so fondly, even after all these years, and I miss him every day, and I know a lot of other people do too. And on that subject, while I'm, while I'm thinking of it, condolences to the family of Joe O'Donnell, who was one of my dad's best friends, and yes, you know one of the great Bostonians of all time. I know you know Greg, just yep. a, a wonderful, wonderful guy who did uh, so much for so many. And our hearts go out to Kathy and their family because uh, he was uh, like my dad, kind of a larger than life guy, legendary person. Um, you know, to lose a son to cystic fibrosis and then go raise with Kathy and a lot of other people. $500 million to try to save other people, I think says everything you need to know about Joe and the O'Donnell family. And it's been a, a sad few days uh, for those of us who love Joe. And get, um, should get, you know, should yeah. get an extraordinary amount of credit for figuring out a unique way to approach fundraising and helping when it comes to cures for those who are dealing with diseases, because uh, in the, course of raising that money rather than give it to science they decided to invest that money in pharma companies that might potentially be able to come up with a cure and in a lot Mm -hmm. of cases uh, certainly in the case of my good friend Bob Coughlin and his son uh, they have been able to uh, to extend the lives of those that are dealing with that disease. So just a unbelievable impact from Joe O'Donnell. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, they lost their son. There was no chance they could bring Joey back, but to try to make that really Joey's legacy to go out and raise money to try to help other people. You know, we've really tried to follow Joe and Kathy's example, Aaron and I, with uh, our fund, our charity golf tournament for cardiac amyloidosis research. That's what my dad died from 21 years ago. There's very little uh, research being done because the government thinks it's exceedingly rare. And there's a great research team led by Rodney Falk at the Brigham. And, you know, we're trying to help he and his team because we don't want people to go through what we went through, you know, with the shock and tragedy of losing our dad at age 67. So, uh, you know, we really are, are doing that to follow the example of Joe and Kathy O'Donnell. So uh, may he rest in peace. I know uh, he and my dad are probably in heaven right now busting each other's chops like they did for <laughs> decades. When they were both here with us. I wish I, <laughs> I, I just laugh thinking about the many conversations between the two of them that I heard. And uh, for two guys who loved each other, they didn't say much nice to each other. But was, oh, uh, I mean, I experienced that this morning. Wiggy came at me on. on yeah, yeah, you guys. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't even remember the original question. I apologize. I'm just glad. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. Learn any... my dad because uh, you know, he... there are two people who uh, are missed and will be missed for forever for those of us who uh Loved them as much as we did. But, um, yeah, I don't know how the Belichick thing is going to play out. You know, as you guys know, I mean, usually if you're going to get rid of the coach, it happens on, on that Monday, right? Or even Sunday night, like the Atlanta Falcons the other night. So um, I think the longer it goes on, the, the more it would lead to the possibility that Bill returns as the coach. I would assume if he does, it would be with a revamped organization around him and less decision-making power, particularly in personnel, 
Um, but, uh, you know, and if I'm Bill, he clearly still wants to coach, right? So if you're not staying, then, then, then do it now, right? Hey, Robert, <laughs> if I'm not staying here, let's figure it out so I can get out of here because there are probably a couple of these other teams who want to talk to me. And teams are usually in a hurry to fill these coaching vacancies fast. So I would say with each day that it goes on, uh, there's a better chance that he actually returns as the coach. Sean McDonough, your insight always appreciated, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, there he is, Devin McCourty, coming up on Wild Card Weekend. The firing of Mike Vrabel and other things. That is coming up after Courtney and what is trending this hour. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Bruins lose in overtime 4-3 to against the Coyotes. The Bees didn't just lose the game, though. Matthew Patra exited the game less than three minutes into the third period, favoriting his right shoulder, while Linus Allmark was helped off the ice by a trainer when he tried to save a shot with 240 remaining in OT. That's They're concerning. Very, very concerning. And there's really no update on it, only that he has suffered a lower body injury, according to Jim Montgomery. They're off tonight, but the road trip continues tomorrow in Vegas. And the Celtics have a home game tonight. They'll welcome the Timberwolves to town. Tip is at 7. We still have Devin McCourty coming up uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll ask him all things Patriots, Mike Grable, and Bill Belichick. Go outside and play in a brand new 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive for all of your winter adventures. Details and authorized Subaru retailers at SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Don't be afraid. That thing you see in the sky briefly is the sun. (laughs) <laughs> 50 degrees, partly cloudy skies. It's going to be chilly this afternoon. Temperatures falling into the 30s. And I forgot to say, Curtis, my brother from another mother. Thank oh. you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Courtney, another day, four for four with the trends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wild Card Weekend is almost upon us. And Devin McCourty is here to talk about it. Brought to you by the top defense. If you've been injured, catches law group. It catches you pay nothing unless they win. They are the official law firm of the New England Patriots, and Devin McCourty joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Devin. Hey, man. What's happening? Well, first and foremost, the the topic that is on everybody's mind, and that is Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And what does 
the firing of Mike Vrabel say to you, if anything, uh, about who will be coaching this football team next season? Um, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really say anything to me yet because we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. I don't think we all have, or, you know, when you look at the insiders or what everybody's saying, it looks like this foregone conclusion that this has already happened. Like this decision's already made. So then it could have an impact, but until whatever new one is going to do with coach Belichick happens, like to me, everything else is just news. Like, by the time they do what they do, is Verbal already going to be a favorite somewhere else? Like, who knows? Um, but I think it does. Like, from the outside looking in, it adds this whole other component of, oh, man, now Verbal's free. Like, what are they going to do? So, um, I don't know. Like, I've talked to different people, and they're like, oh, no, that decision's been made. But it's like, well, why isn't it made? And, like, no one really knows what's happening. The argument uh, against Mike Vrabel came up earlier during Curtis's lead. And that is you're going to part ways with Bill and get a guy who uh, only ended up getting six wins this season. I mean, I think the decision has to be made on who gives the team the best outlook and everything going forward. Like, it can't be what happened a year ago. It can't be bringing guys back because they won championships. Like, it has to be a look at, hey, like, who do we think is going to be the next best coach? Is it still going to be Bill Belichick? Is it going to be somebody else? Does it have to be somebody that was once a part of the Patriots as a player or a coach? Or does it need to be somebody brand new? I think those are the decisions that have to be made. I think from the outside looking in, we all see, like, this cool story of whoever's next is, like, this homegrown person who was a part of the culture that needs to be that. But, like, we don't know if if ownership is thinking that. So um, I think that's what's so hard about making these decisions because then on the other hand, you hear of all of these teams or a couple teams now waiting to see what New England does because they're like, well, if Bill Belichick's not going to be there, we want him in our building. So it's a very interesting thing where now we're all sitting here waiting of, like, all right, how long – it's just going to play out until we know for sure who's going to be the coach of the New England Patriots for 2024. Dev, a couple of the issues that I think people been talking about with Bill is he willing to maybe give up some power in the sense of bringing guys in, whether it's free agency or the draft. And the other one, and I think you could obviously answer both of these, and is he relatable enough to today's player? Can he change? Can he evolve? Um, so what do you think? Do you think he could give up some of that power? Do you think that's something he's willing to do? And do you think he can relate to some of these players that play today? Yeah, I think the first part is all about relationships. I think I think there can definitely be somebody else that's in there, but I think it has to be, has to be a good working relationship, right? All of the rumors with, you know, Mike Vrabel being fired is about him and Ray Carbon's relationship of it not working. Now, they, uh, Ray Carbon came out and said, no, they had a good work relationship, but it seems like all the insiders or people around Tennessee feel like that was the main issue. So, to me, if you bring in somebody where this relationship is kind of, there's tension, there's not a lot of trust, then what happens? Like, you get the number three pick. What happens if 
Bill says, I want this guy, but he says, I want that guy. Now you have like this huge issue. So I think it's possible, but I think it has to be like this perfect marriage. Uh, when we look around the NFL, like we saw McVay and Snead draft Puka Nakua, like those guys were lock and step together on the decisions they were making. Like it has to be that, and they would have to determine if you can find that. And then I think the second part is, I think it's interesting because we, we now have like this whole thought of because he's older, um, he doesn't relate to guys. I'll be interested to know how like the guys in Seattle feel about Pete Carroll because you do hear in the locker room some guys who are like like Pepper, like Jabril Peppers is like, it's on us. Like Bill keeps getting blamed, but we're not executing the things that he sits here and talks about to start the day off every single day. And he says, if we don't do these things, this will happen in the game. And then it happens in the game. And people who sat in Bill Belichick's meetings, you know that happens. So I think they will have to determine, was that the issue with this team going forward? Or is it personnel decisions? Like, what is the main issues that they feel like um, are happening while they're not winning? And it seems like that's what they're trying to figure out over these next few days. But I just wonder how long you let that process draw out while these other teams are making decisions and moving forward. Devin, who do you blame for the Patriots' lack of free agent spending? Is that that's the question we ask? We obviously don't have the experience you do in negotiating with the organization. Is that Kraft or Bill? In other words, if Bill leaves, will the problem remain because it's Kraft's way of thinking? So I think if Bill leaves, well, like we won't know. I'll say from my experience, I've always felt like it was both of them. It wasn't just you know Bill going rogue and doing whatever he wanted. Um, it was always them being together, whether I talked to Bill, whether I talked to RKK, you know, it was like, all right, if I talk to Bill, it was all right, I'll talk to Robert and see how this is going to work out. Like, what do we need to do? Because it was that, like, you, it, it's, it's Mr. Kraft's money. Like, he's the owner of the team. So, you know, I can only speak on my experience when I was a free agent. It was, it was both of them, uh, them being – and understanding whatever decision that was made, Kraft was involved in when I signed back the first time as a free agent. Um, he was actively involved in that. So um, I don't know if that's what happens for every free agent signing, that it goes through that process. Um, but, you know, I've always felt like those two guys were like anybody else as a team. This has to all work together where we know what's going on as far as who we're signing, what we're spending. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think Kraft's in there evaluating the talent and saying, you know, this is the guy we need to do, this is that. But I think he's aware and understands what they're trying to build and who the guys are that are, are coming into the building. Devin, I think a lot of insiders or fans thought that we were going to get some type of answer really quickly. Are you surprised that nothing came out on Monday, that no answer was given on Monday? And if you are, should we read into the fact that we got through Monday without an answer, whether good or bad for Bill? I mean, that's the unique thing about this place, right? Like, there's never this straightforward answer or this this one act that comes right away, I think. These other teams have known, you know, for most of the season that they were going to move on. I think Tennessee was a little bit of the exception of they kind of thought or they were going back and forth and there's happened a little later. 
I think it is the uniqueness of in New England. There's a guy that's been there for 24 years. Like you've operated one way, and I think both sides feel like if this isn't going to work, we shouldn't make this decision, you know, over one the season ends Sunday, and then Monday morning we're moving on. Like there's been too much history um, back and forth, too much winning seasons to just say, like, this is done. So it seems like they're going a different process of let's truly sit down and see what's happening, what's going wrong, how do you feel, how do I feel, and then let's determine what happens moving forward. Um, but, again, like, the thing that surprises me will be what exactly that timetable is. Like, the rest of the league doesn't stop and wait. So how long does this take – what happens of how many things do we need to go through? How long are these meetings? Um, that, to me, is a thing that I would love to know, but we probably won't know. Probably tough to pick, but if you had to, which game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Oh, I think I think it's definitely the, the Kansas City-Miami game because you have this uniqueness of the defending Super Bowl champions coming back to defend their title, and you have the team that, at one, at sometimes they look like the hottest team in the league, score points. Then at other times they look like they can't beat anybody because they've only beaten one team above 500. But on the other side, Kansas City hasn't, you know, been this great team. And now you have this game where it's supposed to be one of the coldest games in playoff history. But Miami should be a team that can go in there and win. But the injury, so to me, it's like. We're going to watch all playoffs. Like, does this Patrick Mahomes, you know, AFC Championship, Tom Brady, New England Patriots, uh, Act Two of the Dynasty, do they end early or do they keep this going um, by getting a chance to play Miami at home in the cold? Is this kind of like the perfect storm for them to move forward in the playoffs? Um, To me, it is going to be one of the the bright things to see. in this game, and I think the second thing is obviously it's the Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. Like, how, like who could have picked a better thing? It's just so many of these storylines are coming true in the playoffs that make all these games so much fun to watch. Dev, you talked about working relationship with Bill and, you know, potentially the GM and who the new GM is. Even if it's not Bill and if it's another uh, another coach, if it's Rabel, Mayo, is it a no-brainer with the top three picks this year? Because I, I, I feel like it, it is. The two quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison. So is that what we should expect uh, as Patriots fans, that we should end up with one of three of those uh, those guys? I mean, that's what I would think. I know there's some um, there's some tackles that are, are possible guys that uh, could be looked at to be top picks in the draft. Um, But I look at, like, the Bengals, you know, you get Joe Burrow, you have some, you know, he has a rough first year getting sacked, all of that. You get a top pick again, you know, they take Jamar Chase. They build the offensive line a different way. And free agency, getting guys a little later, but they take Jamar Chase. And you look up and you're like, the team's in the Super Bowl. So they've had to figure out their offensive line that way Um, whereas I think for the Patriots, you look up, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is that kind of receiver like we've seen with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, then to me, like, you got to take them and you have some money for free agency. Like, you got to build your offensive line 
that way of finding those guys that have been good players, um, maybe go on some of these teams that have an influx of good players that they've drafted on the offensive line, which seems to be hard to find nowadays in the NFL. But um, I think you have to take whoever you feel like is that rare game-changing, franchise-changing player if you get a top-five pick. And if Marvin Harrison Jr. is that, then you take him. Devin, with the wild card weekend starting uh, on Saturday, is there one team you have your eye on that you think might be able to make like a kind of like Cinderella esque run to the Super Bowl? Like for me, I kind of look at that Rams team; they're healthy, that offense seems to be clicking, and then I look at the Cleveland Browns because that defense has been awesome all year, and somehow, some way, Joe Flacco has kind of conjured up some magic. So I'm curious if there's a team you have your eye on that could make a uh, a crazy run here. Well, you just took two of my favorites that I feel like are in that in that situation. I say the other team is I say the Houston Texans. If they can if they can beat Cleveland um, this weekend, I think because of their story, the run that they've been on, the way that CJ Stroud has played as a rookie. I know some of the injuries hurt them, um, but if Noah Brown can can be healthy and and Robert Woods, I think that could be a good. Uh, bust and boost for them, and Grenard comes back at defensive end. Um, I think if they can get a win, they'll be so confident, and they don't know any better, right? They're a young team that they'll just go play anybody, anywhere, um, that they could be a dangerous team as well. But my top two teams would be what you mentioned, the Rams and the Browns. I feel like the Buffalo Bills also got something out of that, that whole uh, issue when it came to the – 9-11 reference, and uh, I, I, I feel like they may have come together over that. Yeah, and to me, they're the one team that took a different route to get here, but they're the one team that we expected to kind of be here. Like We expected this team to be Super Bowl contenders, but we do now look at them that way because of how you know painful it was for them to get to this spot. But, you know, when you watch this team, like, you take away the two interceptions that Josh Allen threw early in Miami, they have times where you're like, man, like this team's a problem. Like defensively, they found a rhythm even with all the injuries, and then they had more injuries last week. That's what it seems like, too. Like attrition, just like guys staying healthy. Like Buffalo lost Gabe Davis. Um, Douglas, Rasul Douglas went down. Dotson, who has stepped up at linebacker, he went down last week against Miami. So, like, a lot of these teams you're looking like, well, who's going to be out there like for them to go out there and try to win games? Because right now you look at like healthy Baltimore, healthy San Francisco, these teams look very scary to play, but these other teams, like you said, if they're healthy and they can find some ways, like I wouldn't want to play against Josh Allen in the playoffs. Like that's a, that's an issue. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Devin. Uh, Thanks for taking the time this morning and weekend is almost here Mm -hmm. and we will talk to you again next week. Yeah, and who knows what we could be talking about next week. Who's the head yeah. coach next Wednesday, Devin, with the Patriots? Are we still um, in limbo, or do we know it, or do we know? Your, your guess is as good as mine. I feel like what everyone thought, I think we all thought by Wednesday morning there would be a decision made, but they're going through the process. So, like, I, I feel it's 50-50. It could be Bill Belichick, or it could be somebody brand new. And I think if it's somebody brand new – my guess would still be Gerard Mayo, um, even with everything else going on. Um, I think if it's not Bill, then it's Mayo. 
uh, running the New England Patriots. But I think it's I think it's honestly fifty fifty right now. All right, Devin. Well, it'll be exciting to talk to you. Hopefully, we have an answer when we talk to you next week about it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, that is Devin McCourty. Wednesdays on this <laughs> show. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. WEEI's coverage of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. And nobody enjoys Wise Snacks more than my coworker, Coach Wiggins, who says he got a juicy nugget. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not talking thigh meat. We're talking breast. Yep. From Devin McCourty moments ago on the show. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I forget. Maybe Curtis asked a question about, you know, if great question. If, All day, every day, chicken nugget. <laughs> if Bill does leave, does the spending change? And it looks like the spending is really about Robert because Devin goes, "Well, I would go to Bill and I'd say, hey, here's what I'm looking for,' and then Bill would go, let gotta, me go. Got to run it upstairs. Got to run it upstairs. So when it comes to a lot of the big ticket items, and that's what we're talking about when we're talking about spending. If I were in charge of Odyssey's money, Courtney would get a fat raise. Thank you. Well, <laughs> well hopefully you'll be in charge one day. Yeah. But it looks like even if Bill's not here, P-H-A-T. the spending <laughs> won't necessarily change too drastically. Ricky, every time anybody says anything, you say it proves Kraft is in charge. Like, this guy was in... He just said it's both. No, 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 no. Yeah, and if it's both, then I he, think that they are on the same page he behind... Said, right. Courtney, he said it was both, but he slipped up and goes, yes, when I, go, when I used to go to Bill... Bill would then go, I got to run it upstairs. So if it's both, why does Bill have to run it upstairs? We played audio over the weekend from Friday with uh, Colin Coward when uh, Julian Edelman went on his show. And Edelman told the story of how he was negotiating after winning the Super Bowl MVP. He wanted two years and 20. And Bill was like, "Uh, your knees aren't the same. And and he was negotiating directly with Bill Belichick, talking to him about how he needed But he's not a big ticket item. We're talking about big ticket items. Items and spending. Wiggy, think about it like this, right? Like when you were a kid. This is like four guys, former players, that have talked and said it's about Robert and spending. Now we have Ty Law. uh, uh, Ty Law talked about Bill Belichick withholding his money. Ty Law said it. Robert signs the checks. Ty Law told the Globe Bill Belichick lies to feed his family. We know you love the Globe. I do. Well, I mean, as long as they're complimentary of you. Devin McCourty. 
said that it was about, um, you know, it's going to be run up to Robert. We've heard Billy O. We've heard Gronk, myself. Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. So now we got two guys that never even stepped foot in a Patriots locker room or even had a, you know, more than five-minute conversation with Robert Kraft and Shime and Curtis say, oh, no, those guys don't know what they're talking so about. So Julian no, Edelman isn't a big-ticket item? He had just won the no. Super Bowl MVP. They brought in Danny Amendola. Do you think they viewed him as a big-ticket item? Danny Amendola was not – the timeline does not coincide. No, 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 no. And didn't Kraft say go test out the waters elsewhere and, and see if you can get more money to Julian Edelman? Yeah, they so never, if he was a big-ticket item, I think they Belichick would make... told him that, not Kraft. But he wasn't – because he wasn't a big-ticket item. Although I could item. be wrong. <laughs> to me, it just feels like what Devin was saying was like when it's your when you're a kid and you go ask your mom, "Hey, mom, can I go over to my friend's house?" And she goes, mm, "Ask your father," even though she's already made the decision, but she just wants you to go ask your dad. Somebody is relating this to people who don't have children mm-hmm. giving advice to those who do. Yeah, saying that apparently, essentially, only those who have played for Bill Belichick can talk about this. Mm, no. not, we know how it works. That's not true. Yeah, it is sometimes. There's a lot of really bad parents no. out there, Wiggy, and I will no, 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 them no. all day. No, but if you don't have well, kids. you don't like children. Yeah. That's well established yeah. on this program. Yeah, well, if you're a bad parent and you're being a bad parent, I'm going to criticize you. Yeah, but you can't give. How you give? That's Just like, like people who no, don't no, work in radio that, that, criticize me all the time. Yeah, but they're and wrong. You in radio they're seven wrong. Years. That's uh, like you yeah, telling eight, me. Eight, almost, that's yeah. like you telling me how to become a millionaire. Okay. <laughs> Just because I tell you doesn't mean you have to right. listen. No, no, no. I'm but saying I can do it. No, no, I'll do it. But that's like you telling me. By the me, way, were he to be a millionaire? <laughs> He could order whatever food right. item he wanted. And and, Wiggy, and, and, no, and Greg case, told Eamon about and, EF, or NFTs and yeah. he made Eamon go broke. Yeah. He's telling me how to become a millionaire, right? And then I be with Robert. Robert's saying, this is what you should do to become a millionaire. And Shime's going, Robert don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's what it is. I love when you go at everybody. That's what it is. You, you, know. got, you got guys who... You've been in a mood today. No, no, really? You, on edge? No, no. I use agree one with Wiggy, but I don't want to say yeah. I agree with Wiggy because I'm just his laptop, yeah. like that, Curtis pointed all out. All I'm saying I would is, never say such a thing. I was off my medication. There are guys that... Are, <laughs> there are, Did Curtis say that you were Wiggy's laptop? They, pretty he, much. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. But I disagree with everything Wiggy says, which I don't know what show you're listening to. Yeah, we always go back and forth. Creepers. Creepers. See, I think what that is... I said that to try to relate to Sherry and her, and her middle-aged listener friends. Good effort. Good effort. Sheepers, creepers. That's really just him what? throwing more shade at you. Yeah, that's what's, fine. What's the fax line? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow, we got to go. Huh? Another day. I so got what's to, tomorrow? I got a, a absolute disaster going on. Listener, thank you for the listener called and said Ocean Park is uh, under uh, complete flood conditions. Ugh. And Beach. you have a cold right now. You can't deal with that. I'm getting a cold and I got the the uh the, the from the beach mm. all the way over to the soda the ice cream soda shop Jesus. soda fountain right in downtown it's underwater uh speaking of random things in downtown so they fixed that water fountain in Nantucket yet uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's been keeping you up not. at night it really has That's... and I, if you love it there i love it so. <laughs> i think it's well placed uh, all right back on well. the clock till tomorrow yeah. Okay, we. <laughs> you know, now if we don't hear anything today, it means that Bill is still the head coach. McCordy said it. 
the longer it goes with no McCordy and Sean McDonough, the longer it goes with us hearing anything, yeah. the better it is for people who believe Bill's coming back. All yeah. I ask for is for the news to break during this show. I don't ask for a lot. Yeah. I, I don't care which side it is. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I just want it to happen because I think we all might get into a fist fight. Okay. Yeah, but we pro- no, that won't happen. <laughs> happen after 10. <laughs> Texter is correct. Sherry loves a good soda fountain. Mm. Should take her up there. The yes, old type does. of soda yeah. where they put the syrup in. Right. Good, a big pop shop gal. Yeah, we order ourselves a brown cow or whatever they they used to call those babies. Oh. All Shrek, right. by She'll the way, show you some tricks. I have one one homework assignment for you. Yeah, try and figure out today why all the young girls happen to randomly appear in your life. I think that- <laughs> I will work on that. I'll be happy to do that for you. All right. Well, we're back tomorrow with Mike Milbury. Gresham Foyer next. Thanks to everybody who listened this morning. Thanks to everybody who watched this show on Twitch this morning. And we will talk to you tomorrow morning at 6. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 